Good. Why are you dying again? Last time I've we been were dying here, all week. Could you fucking get better or just hey, die? Hey, have some. Burger we're King all dying from the minute we're born, man. Man, it's because oxygen causes oxidate oxidate oxidate. Carl, you say it. personally. Personally, I've always known I'll, I'll die alone, so uh, <laughs> I'm not worried tonight. <laughs> it's a callback to what? Star Trek Five. That's Kirk's thing. Fuck. Um, he should be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? He can be our Joe Scrubbles. Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By. Um... Uh, However, the rest of the intro goes. A Star Trek podcast. That's the one. A Star Trek podcast. This week we are talking about TNG episodes in the mind's eye and in theory. Ooh. As is typical, I am Ames. I am Caitlin. I am Jake. And this is Chris. And we have a special guest this week. <gasps> Woo! I'm Carl Danielson, a playwright and Star Trek fan. Woo! Awesome. That was more formal than we usually do. Thank you. Tell us your <laughs> height and shoe size. Social security number, mother's maiden name. And... Ten quatlooms. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, let's talk about the mind's eye, or the reason why everyone hates O'Brien. Wait. Uh, what episode is it? The mind's eye. Oh, that's right. We're episode 104. Woo! That's enough of that. Um, <laughs> Thank you for wooing, Carl. Thank you. Good woo. In the mind's eye, Jordy is kidnapped by... Romulans, because they're back. We they're all, back. We all <laughs> remember that they're back. Back yes. again. And they're all very backlit, too, because they're in the shadows, and we can't see who they are. Spooky. Spooky. It's a Halloween episode, yes. everyone. <gasps> Except this is probably going over in November. Fuck. <laughs> no, it goes up next week, I think. Oh, no, two weeks from now. It might be a Halloween episode. <gasps> anyway. <laughs> Calendars aside, yeah, so so Jordy gets kidnapped on his way to Ryza, where he was going to or bang somebody. somebody, for sure. Oh, he was going to go to a conference on uh, artificial intelligence. Yeah, but Picard yeah. specifically told him to go early to get his bone on. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, plus the artificial intelligence that they were actually working on was probably for, like, you know, fuck robots. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if data. he actually got there, if yes. he actually got there and did get his bone on, Picard would have to come and bail him out. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Oh. Okay, so uh, Jordy is kidnapped. They do some some shit to his visual cortexy things, and they send him away again after you know imprinting him with fake memories of his the fake him that went to Ryza and had a, a lot of fucking fun. Poor Jordy never gets to have fun. He got to remember having fun though, so it's it's like total recall. Nice. Uh, meanwhile, he gets back to the Enterprise and meets the Klingon ambassador, Kel. And they're trying to deal with, I guess there's a, a Klingon colony, Krios? I have a question. Oh, already? This was quick. Does Kel love orange soda? I don't think they're It's oh. from an old Nickelodeon show. Okay. Was it actually from Keenan and Kel? I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Classic. Just so you know, Kel loves orange soda. Great. You Please cut all that, Chris. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, so we meet up with Kel. He's trying to to ambassad the whatever the the Krios incident is that they're trying to gain independence or something. They don't want him to because the Klingons are fucking nightmare people. So they're working on that with the governor of that colony, Vach, Vag, Vach, Vag, Vag. We'll say Vag. Uh, we'll we'll know who we're talking about. 
Walk. And then Jordy starts doing some weird shit. Like, say, well, they check to see the, these <laughs> weapons that supposedly the, the Federation is giving the, the colonists, and they realize these are Romulans, well, like, like knockoffs of Federation weapons. So obviously something is afoot. Then Jordy goes and starts beaming these weapons down to the colony. And he's also not macking on hollow women for once. It's very There's strange. There's someone like him. Yeah, it he's is a acting weird. so weird. Yeah, it's odd. Also uh, ruining Chief O'Brien's uniform. Yeah, so Va- so Badge realizes we just intercepted all these all these weapons. So so Federation, we're on to you. Even though you proved that these weren't your weapons, they're, that they're Romulan weapons, we're still on to you. And, and it's everything has become confusing. And everyone's figuring out like, okay, uh, there's only a couple people who could have done this whole transport thing, and one of them is Jordy, and he's the only one that doesn't have an alibi, and everybody else does because Miles claims he was with Keiko, but that's. A lie that we can't see through yet because we still think they love each other. <laughs> do we? They do. Oh, we don't. Okay, I was gonna say. Yeah, there was no way they were. He was. They were at home together. No, no way at all. She had already like thrown all of his food out and his clothes <laughs> in the trash and his socks, as we learned in the next episode. You're really letting yourself go, O'Brien. <laughs> Uh, so they realize, or Data starts looking into it as, as he's finding more more th- things to do, and he fi- he figures out, wait a minute, whatever these signals are that are getting beamed into the Enterprise, they're going to somebody who has something just like a visor. I wonder who it could be. I'd better do ten more minutes of investigation. Yes, let's not actually like call Jordy up or anything. Let's let's investigate. Maybe it's Troy. Who knows. <laughs> But Data runs down there to catch Jordy in the act of trying to to assassinate Vag per Kel's order because Kel is also in on the whole scheme. <gasps> dun dun dun. But then Picard like back and like knocks the phaser out of his hand, blasting a hole in the ceiling. I'm sure, <laughs> which we don't get to see, and saving the day so that. Vag is okay. Kel gets taken by the Klingons to, I'm sure, be torn to pieces. Oh, hopefully. And Troy gets the formidable task of making Jordy okay again. He never will be. He never was. In in theory, Data gets a girlfriend that he doesn't like nearly as much as his cat. <laughs> so really, the romance here was between Spot and Data, which was a lovely, a lovely episode about cat food and late and making sure you keep your door closed, lest the cat run around the ship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we meet Jenna DeSora, who's on the rebound and looking for some dick, and looks at Data and realizes, wait a minute, I heard you've got one of those, yeah, you've and then it's fully dick. functional. Let's talk about this. They start making out and start, you know, dating and all this stuff after after Data realizes, huh, let's let's try a relationship sub-program after Riker tells him to go get laid. Fucking Riker. Meanwhile, These flowers worked for him. Before. We are in the Mar Oscura, which is an unexplored dark matter nebula, and all the dark matter in the nebula starts doing all kinds of hoodly what's its to the ship, like <laughs> stacking chairs and making Bev drop things. <laughs> and I'm, I think that might have been the only thing she did this episode. No, she gave, didn't she give Dana some advice? She didn't, no. She didn't? No, I don't think she did. Dude, okay, wait, I'm gonna pause right here. Whoa. Of all of them, she's like the only one who was ever fucking married. He doesn't go ask her. She fucking made it yeah, all her, the way. Look, but her well, husband's she's dead, so... Yeah, she's, you're right. She probably just didn't want to rub it in. She's still exactly. recovering from the whole worm boyfriend thing from she last She still week. has a boner for Picard that she can't talk about, like, Fucking ever. Yeah. So, I actually yeah. like to think that her her part of that montage was actually 
cut, but it was just her passive-aggressively, like, bitching about Picard. Well, you know, sometimes you you care about someone, and they just, they act like you're not even there, and they bring their <laughs> fucking whore girlfriend onto the ship, and... <laughs> and she just, like, crashes. No, 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 I, got, I, got I got the scene. It was, Data goes, Data goes, she's like, I need you to, to teach me about what I need to do. And she's like, okay, meet me in the holodeck. So they go to the holodeck, she does this whole dance program with him, and then he's like, no, 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 I thought we'd be lying down for this. And she's like, oh, you didn't tell me you meant horizontal dancing. The mattress, Mambo. I say, alternately, it's just her crying about Jack for ten minutes. Yeah, like, crouched down and like kind of rocking. Yeah, fetal. Fetal, but on her feet still. Or talking about fetal. how she lost her glowy boyfriend that time. Oh, that guy. Glowy boyfriend. From Transfigurations? Yeah. He turned oh, into a, an yeah. orange blur? She's really like, so what's she doing? So, so she's had... She's got her, like, the unrequited love for card. The terrorist boyfriend. Oh, Blowy boyfriend. Worm boyfriend. That's in a thousand beds. Seriously, this slut gets around. Why is Dana not asking her for advice? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continuing. Sorry. Continuing. Uh, yeah, so the, the, the Mara Skur is doing weird shit, weird shit to the ship. Ship shit. Such as horribly murdering a woman by trapping her in the floor. Mm. Holy shit. That yeah. was some Jumanji bullshit That right was there. awful, actually. Yeah, that's that's uh, what was that film? Uh... Jumanji. Why do you say Jumanji? I don't remember that. They got like trapped in the Jumanji. floor in Jumanji. Yeah. It was a quicksand floor. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. different. I was thinking of that oh. film about the, uh, the, the the battleship that, fan, that like, they were, I don't know. The Philadelphia Experiment. Oh. I don't know it. Yeah, it's about either. Battleship. They, like, it was a weird movie from the oh. 70s, I think. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so they realize, fuck, all this dark matter is going to fuck up our the rest of the the ship if it, you know, if it gets into the warp core or if it gets into Livingston's tank or what have you. <laughs> or kills someone we know. Yeah, and care about. So Picard for no reason at all other than to get get himself more screen time. He directed this episode by the way. Oh yeah. Picard um, did? No shit. Yeah, he did. Uh he decides I'm going to go out and, and man a shuttlecraft and like Rudolph my way through this fucking shit for you guys so that you guys can follow in a path that doesn't have all this dark matter splotch uh, until he gets himself in a dark matter splotch. Okay, but you know why, of course? Because all the light shines off his, his <laughs> shiny paint. And they're like, Jesus Christ, Jean-Luc, turn down your paint. And they're like, wait a minute, you can light our way through the dark. Amazing. Jean-Luc with that dome so bright. Uh, so they get they get out of the nebula and they're all okay. And, and Jenna comes to Data and says... Man, data. It's it's great having having all that dick and all, but I kind of also want a boyfriend who has emotions, you know, like you had for Yar. All those emotions you had for Yar that you clearly had. That um, we there were no ignore. emotions, Ames. That we we this this episode clearly clearly states that he's never had any emotions yeah. or a girlfriend before ever. Nope, never. He has never seen a woman before in his life. <laughs> Chris is so mad. Uh, this is why so, I'm saying these things. We already kind of pre-discussed this, and I knew it. How would... do you guys pre-discuss? It ruins everything. You Just think? a little. But anyway, so she she breaks up breaks up with him, breaking his heart until he deletes the fact that she broke his heart, and he forgets all about it. He was snuggle time with Spot. He didn't. Well, heart wasn't even broken. Yeah, no. He was as unbothered as like when she literally was like, you know, you're really handsome, and he was just kind of like, hmm, eyebrow twitch. I know. Back to work. <laughs> I'm aware how handsome I am. I thought you were saying I'm a warehouse, and I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? That's He's really a weird. brick. House. House. He's got brown. <laughs> 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 so anyway. So the Manchurian candidate in space. I actually watched Ooh. both Manchurian candidates in the last couple of days. Even the remake? The remake is good. With Denzel? Oh. Yeah, it's got Denzel, who's great. They, tra- they, they twist the ending, which, was, uh, which I wasn't expecting. Fair enough. And really? uh, Meryl Streep is a treasure. 
Oh, oh yeah, Meryl Streep is always a treasure. That's correct. Yeah. But I also I, I also enjoyed the original, although they could have cut the first half of the movie. That's that can be said about many movies from the sixties, though. Probably, yeah. yeah they, they, they like to take their time with a story. Yeah. Oh, you know what else I watched that this episode was also based off of because I had time to, this week to watch more things is an episode of Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, which is a, a, a 60s sci-fi show about the crew of a futuristic nuclear submarine called the Sea View, which is designed to defend the planet from all world and extraterrestrial threats in the future of the 1970s. It's a show from the 60s. A future of the world in the 1970s. How does a submarine defend us from aliens? Water aliens. I think you're overthinking <laughs> Haven't it. you ever seen The Abyss? Haven't you ever seen the Silorian episodes they and were the Sea Devil episodes? aliens. They were precursors to humanity. Well, they look like aliens, and that's maybe what they were going for. Mm. Every time people try to do ocean sci-fi, it never quite works. I don't know why. I what do you mean? Sequest DSV yeah. was... You say Sequest? Yeah. said that very weird. There was that dolphin with the speaky thing. Uh, and Wet Wesley, his friend. Wasn't there a Stargate <laughs> series set underwater? Atlantis. Atlantis. I never watched it. Yeah, neither. I never. Yeah, no. I, I really they should watch the Stargate ones, I like, though. I, I, hear, like I hear they're the good. Film, all right. The film supposed to be good. Anyway, sorry, you were saying uh, yeah, yeah. Sequest 1960s. Uh, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. Right. Uh, yeah, there's an episode called, uh, I think it's The Saboteur. This was a really like long-lived series. Like, it had four seasons, but over 100 episodes. Holy wow. balls. Because they had like 30-something episodes well, if, a season. If TOS had a fourth season, they would have broken 100. Yeah, well, this they did. But how many good ones? That's true. That's true. With no <laughs> set. <laughs> less and less set every episode as they go along until they're all gem. <laughs> Which I'd be okay with. So yeah, so this episode, you know, they they start with brainwashing um, mm-hmm. one of the guys in the submarine so that he'll go and deactivate these uh, missiles, these like explosive things. I forget what they actually were. They look like giant torpedoes. Kaboomers. Yes. So he would deactivate those so that whatever government these guys work for, which I missed. There were a lot of details I missed because I only watched the one episode. <laughs> Terribly out of order. So that they wouldn't be a threat to whatever this other entity is and also that he would kill their captain and i guess every time he saw their little logo he would be triggered into going go and check what his next assignment was which was Mm. hidden in a matchbook and he had like a special bar of soap that was hollowed out to have a magnifying glass so he could read the the, the tiny bottom of a matchstick that his orders were on that is the (laughs) dumbest place in the world to hide (laughs) it was a microfilm also there's no reason he couldn't just own a magnifying glass. Listen, the hollowed out soap seconded as, you know, a fleshlight. Yeah, it was actually the, the way that he got it back onto the ship was it was in his shaving kit mm. so that they wouldn't like say like, why the fuck do you have a magnifying glass after you just came back from, you know, shore leave? So, so Carol, <laughs> you simply asked me on in part because of this episode. It's because yes. we brainwashed him. Share us oh. thoughts. This is, uh, I, I really like this one. It's sort of hard for me to be critical about Star Trek in a way, because I, I watched this for the first time when I was 12. Mm. It's really easy school. for us to be critical of Star yeah. Trek. <laughs> uh, I, I, can, I can do it, but it's always, like, it's, it's hard to have critical distance a bit. Mm. And um, it's, it's kind of a weird episode to watch when you're a kid. Um, yeah, I'd imagine. But one advantage to that is I did not see the Manchurian Candidate or even know what it was for several years. And you know, Star Trek has a has a habit. Sometimes they get bored and they just say, eh, "We'll we'll just do the Manchurian Candidate for this episode. Uh, we'll just do Die Hard for this episode. <laughs> we'll just do 1984." Like, yeah, 
And, um, do they do a 1984? There are four lights. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, that'll be so much fun. Is that TNG yeah. or a different That's scene? TNG. But to, to do that, you know, it, it the thing is, if you try to do that with a thriller, it kind of sucks because it kind of takes the surprise out of it. Like, you, you know, once Manchurian Candidate is on the board, you're like, ah, I get how this is going to work now. And there are things. Uh, so if you have not seen Manchurian Candidate, I, I have not. Recognize, I, 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 I'm glad you're doing it the right way, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, you should go watch the Manchurian Candidate. Now. Yeah, and it's they're it's both great. pretty I watched good. It, yeah, I watched it the first one as well this week. Oh, it's, word! It's a good. There's a lot of. There, well, and we didn't you, give you a lot of warning either, so you really <laughs> did your homework. Thank you, I, Carl. I, I, I'm all, I'm always on duty. Um, but I think <laughs> duty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, one thing I like about this episode is Jordy in this episode. You know, we've really seen him on a bad streak for a very long time <laughs> now. Now. And uh, I think just that opening reminds me sort of of what he what he brings originally when he's not rolling around in like weird fetishes and and uh, the like. And um, I don't know. He's he, playing that trivia game on the yeah. shuttlecraft. Well, that's the thing. He's he. I see Jordy as a guy who he does not have much to th- talk about or think about other than his job. And this is sort of the, you know, when he's in engineering, he's great. He's a great boss, great coworker. Get him out of engineering, he'll go right back into engineering. What should I do for recreation? Oh, I know. I'll uh, I'll answer questions. Yeah. That's kind of like what Scotty would do, too, I think. Sure, sure. Yeah. Reading his they technical journals. leaves and he wants to read technical journals. Yeah. Oh, these guys are married to their ships, I think. Yeah. And I also think, you know, the uh, LeVar Burton-ness of him is a thing we should all appreciate. You know, there's really not many actors like LeVar Burton in popular culture. You know, it would be, the closest thing would be like if Mr. Rogers was Mr. Rogers, but also was like a weapons tech guy on Law & Order SVU for (laughs) a decade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have like, signed up for that. Yeah. What else does LeVar do? Reading Rainbow. Rainbow. I mean, no, wait, yeah. like other than those two things, does he do other? He's in Roots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I that's what put him on the map. And that was that was way before TNG. Yeah. That's what that was his breakout role. Yeah. But then, other than that, he was yeah, almost assuredly a voice on Gargoyles at some point. Yeah, definitely. Because Gargoyles, I think, literally employed every major actor from TNG at least once, if not in a recurring and role. I was going to say, Riker was in it all the time. Yeah. And wasn't, like, Marina Sirtis Desdemona or something? I think, I think yeah. we talked about that. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, he's big on education initiatives, so he still does a lot of that, even with not directly in, with reading Rainbow. Well, he has seventy three acting credits. Yeah, he does. He does theater too. Hmm. I think, uh, hmm. or he did. He does. He does. I think he does a lot of like one episode stuff. Like he'll show up on an episode. Yeah, of... yeah. I think he also... oh, he's been on Big Bang Theory thrice. <laughs> I think he also as does himself? a lot of. Uh... Yes, as himself. I think he's also directed a lot of television. Yeah, yeah. a lot of Star Trek too. Yeah, and uh, the... heat. Uh-huh. Sorry, go ahead. The, uh, the difficult thing, I read an interview with him once where he was like, you know, I did not like the visor originally because it it covered my eyes and actors need their eyes. Yeah, there was an episode but, where they almost wrote it out. Yeah. And then I, they, I, they gave Pulaski up on... hinted at it. Right. Right. They were thinking about that. Uh, not to interject really Then they had to get rid of Pulaski. But <laughs> That's what happens. Too busy getting visor. stuffed with crum- crumpets. Um, <laughs> he played Kwame in Captain Planet, oh, which I right. thought was the oh, case. Yeah. In, uh, of yeah. course, all also, Guinan, uh, Whoopi Goldberg was in that as yeah. Gaia. Yeah. But uh, also, he played Anansi and Poacher 2 in Gargoyles, the 1994 TV series. There we go. There we go. So, Poacher I just wanted two. to let you know that you were correct. 
Yeah, I think... Among other things. There's not a lot of other great stuff. He apparently was in some Batman animated series. Nice. Oh my god, as a Hatter henchman. <laughs> so he did a lot of voice work. Yeah. That's what we're learning. He's got a good voice for it. Yeah. He was in a Murder, She Wrote episode. He certainly got a face for it. Eh? Oh, <laughs> he's got a nice face. Ayo. Yeah, he's so, actually uh, very pretty. But, it, but you're saying about like the... His face is always hidden. Either yeah, he has the visor. voice work or yeah. he has a visor. And this, uh, this, I really think he was just the right person to choose for this plot because it's all about the eerie stuff underneath the surface. Mm. It's all about stuff you can't quite see. And like when and he can't see, he, he ah. can't see, and we can't we can't see him. Easier for him to lie. And yeah, the great thing, you know, I, I can kind of there's there's a shot where he's walking through the corridors in like wide angle lens, mm-hmm. and I think I wrote down in, in giant letters Kubrick. Yeah. Uh, they this these people who made this episode wanted to be Kubrick so bad. Yeah. Well, I mean that whole also like just the the whole scene in the, on the Romulan ship is very reminiscent of Clockwork Orange. Oh yeah. Sure. I wrote oh, down. Yeah. I wrote down. Wow, this is beyond Clockwork Orange. It's Clockwork Ultra Orange. Yeah. Or maybe Clockwork Lime. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I noticed. I noticed the uh, the, the 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 wide angle I'm as well hilarious. in that quarter scene and that actually that, that was something that they use a lot in tos when they were trying to show somebody that's like kind of not quite right a little out of their yeah. mind a little crazed yeah they'd go they, they'd reach for the fish, fish eye fish island's crazy uh, so they kind <laughs> of so right. I, it was kind of that was also kind of like as much as it was an homage to, to kubrick which it surely was it was also a bit of a throwback i thought to, to tos which was nice Excellent. and i think you make a good point too i feel like because you can't see his eyes with this one, it's easier for him to switch between, like, regular Jordy and brainwashed Jordy, and you as the audience don't necessarily know right away. Because I feel like if you had an actor, you could see the eyes, they oh, inevitably yeah. would have done some kind of, like... 60-yard stare. Yeah, thing. like, middle-distance thing that he may have even been doing under the visor, but we as the audience can't see that, so every so often you're like, oh, he switched, and I missed it. Okay. He's not yeah. doing zombie arm, so I can't tell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because middle distance stare is definitely the like zombie arms of brainwash stories. I like how uh, even the Romulans seem to know that if anyone on the Enterprise is going to have a bad day, it's going to be O'Brien. Oh my god! Everything. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I actually noticed, and this was this was funny to me. Like you can tell that this isn't real because O'Brien has friends at the table. <laughs> and then when we see him again in ten four, he's all by himself. And and Jordy throws his drink on him. He's all by himself. I'm like, ah, oh, that's better. That's the O'Brien we know and love. <laughs> Well, that's because Keiko was like, you cannot have friends anymore. Yes. That sounds right. You might like them more that than That is how women do. What was funny what was... That was funny, too, was in the simulation, like, he kills O'Brien, and everybody's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> can, I, you, can I sit, sit with you? Yeah, totally. sit with on down. He, yeah. I don't know if you notice this, but he, like, just shoves O'Brien's foot out of the way that was still yeah, kind of in the air. Mm-hmm. It's like... Job, and then he just no, sucks. I missed and it. A good, That's a good great. Bit, a good bit of like uh, visual comedy for an yeah. otherwise dark scene. Yeah. yeah. Supposedly, I don't know if Carl noticed more better than I did, but apparently there was a, a moment of visual homage to Manchurian Candidate in that scene, but I don't know what it was. I didn't. I didn't pick anything uh, specific. Pick up on anything specific, but there definitely is. I mean, they reminded me a lot of the scenes in the original movie, and I think I the, the way that he plays hypnosis too is very much like the way they. Like Lawrence Hurley does in the movie and stuff, like that. That at all times he sort of looks like he's mildly irritated, but basically <laughs> keeping it together. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's better because that's more believable. Because like, there's too many things where, in you know, in Star Trek and in fiction in general, like where a character's been brainwashed or mind controlled, and it's like they are not even remotely acting like themselves. <laughs> How is yeah. everyone not going? Fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, but he was just being. He was basically. What's interesting and like. So possibly a bit of a plot hole, maybe. I don't know. So they're sending commands to him using the E-band signal generator that uh, What's-His-Face has. Larry, what's-his-face? Kel? Kel. Larry, what's-his-face? Uh, yeah, the, the actor's name. Larry David. Because I was looking him Larry up. Because I actually, I actually, Larry David the Clayton. No, I actually thought he was a different actor. Um, no, he'd be a Ferengi, if anything. So I looked, so I looked him up, Ooh. and it turns out he's not a different actor. Uh, he wasn't the actor that I thought he was. This is his only Star Trek credit. Well, this is only his only Star Trek acting credit. He does have a Star Trek directing credit. He directed Charlie X. No oh, shit! Oh, that's wow. what that yes. was. I saw the reference and then I, di- I didn't even write it down. I didn't yeah. remember. Um, cool. But anyway, that wasn't my point. Oh, my point cool. was, uh, so he's got the signal generator, yet there is the scene, which I feel like was a, a, a good scene. I like the, the scene where Jordy actually goes to his quarters and then he just gives him a verbal set of instructions. Yeah. Which to me is like, well, if, if you have this... E-band thing so you can give clandestine orders. Like, people could see Jordy mysteriously going to this guy's quarters. and Wait, having... but he's like an ambassador. He could have made something up. Like, I just had questions about the well, shit. Doesn't mating Why, rituals. It, it doesn't matter. Why would you even risk that at that point? Like, mm. because he even admits during that, like, oh, you oh, yeah, know. Yeah, they're already on to you. They're already on to us. We gotta, we gotta accelerate things. Well, Send them that on the E-band. Maybe it can't be that complicated. Yeah, maybe the E-band can only give you sort of... Oh, really, it's maybe only so awesome. the audience can know. Yeah, because yeah, that kind of awesome scene. That yeah, caught me off guard. It was a good guard. scene. Yeah. Maybe like, oh my god, it was that guy? I yeah, thought I the ambassador was the target. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think that's what they were leading you to. Yeah. Like, they maybe. even have that bit... Like when, yeah, where when, he's watching him and we're getting the yeah. visor vision. Yeah. And he, I was like, oh shit, he's going to kill him right now. And which was also very, like, the visor vision, A, was a way better effect than the last time. Oh, they oh God. Yeah. Another one better. Um, they weren't using everybody's stunt doubles? What the fuck? Yeah, that's true. Um, but what I did like about visor vision, yes. another thing that it reminded me a lot of was uh, the Terminator. Mm, the Terminator yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can see that. Do you see Terminator Vision in the first Terminator film, or only like the subsequent ones where he's a good guy? No, I think you see it. In the I first think you one. see it. In, no, you definitely see it in the first oh, one. Oh, I don't remember. Then I'm, I'm like ninety percent sure you see it in the. first Yeah, I'm sure one. you're right. I've only seen it once. It was a while ago, so I just don't. I think I don't know. Maybe I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen Terminator. Point is, other thing, fucking Romulans. Okay, they're back. They are. They are back. Super back. But let's just go through this for a minute. How many things? Had to go right for their, for their plan to work. All of them? All of them. And like... Jordy had to not actually tell the ship what, that he was being abducted by Romulans? Well, stuff? yeah. Like, like okay, what if Jordy decided to take a guest with him? A lady friend or Data? I don't know. What if there was another witness in the in the shuttle? What if, mm-hmm. like, they had, like, they there's so much planning. For, I know, Data would have wanted to go to that, that thing on artificial intelligence. So the Romulans yeah, also had to true. instigate this, also had to instigate this, this civil war in the Klingon thing and time it such that the Klingon High Command would send their emissary at the same time that Geordi just happened to be going to this thing and then they had to intercept him and get him back. So the whole artificial intelligence summit was a ruse. May, may, that's a possibility, actually. I could see that. That is actually fairly likely to me now that the Romulans and well, set the, up. The Klingons the, were helping because there was at least a couple Klingon supporters here. Maybe there wasn't even an AI conference. I don't know. Mm. So the thing is, the the ambassador himself 
seemed to, like he's kind of said he made a lot of his own schedule, kind of pulling rank with the uh, high command or whatever there. Not the high command, the, the high council. Mm-hmm. So I think to a certain extent he was able to manipulate some stuff from his end. Well, maybe. And also when you think about it, and I'm, I'm not just being glib, but you know, when you think about real conferences now, like they're planned so far in advance, you got to sign up for them. It would be easy for them to find out like, oh, that guy from that big important ship has signed up for this hoodly. And I, I don't feel like it's necessarily too unrealistic for them to be able to get all this going. I just feel I, like it's a it was a lot of work gone into this. It's like what happened in the most toys when everything had to go right for what was his name? Raga? Raga something or other? Something like that. I yeah. forget it. But yeah. that guy. Oh, true. when he stole um, when he data. Data. It's, just a, it's just a plot of convenience. Really. Yeah, but you see that so much in fiction. Yeah. I, I think the way they do it is uh, they have a lot of balls in the air and a lot of possible plans. Mm. And the Tal Shiar is kind of up there with all the intelligence going, wait a second. Wait a second. Let's get Jordy. Mm. <laughs> and um, and they had they just happened to have a they did send a double to the conference. They did, which so I so they had they, they had yeah. a, they had a guy that had already been surgically altered to look human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're like, all right, what can we do? You know, I imagine all their plans when it's go time, it's triage. It's like, all right, we got a guy who looks like this guy. Uh, we got this guy's going out of range. Let's make it happen, people. We got you this know, very specific hardware to interface with. Jordy's head. Do you know how many times in this episode I yelled, It's Tarsus after all! They should have locked <laughs> that fucker up! Yeah, Simon Tarsus. I mean, he's already in the gulag at this point, so <laughs> he, he's no longer on board. Like, they make it sound like that episode had a happy ending, but no, I'm pretty, Tarsus I'm is pretty being sure. Tortured daily. Yikes. He lied about his heritage. He deserves it. Yikes. Yeah, but no, I, I think it was kind of cute though. I, I do, okay. I do agree with you though. They would probably, I feel like, with the Romulans, it feels like a very Romulan thing that it's like, all yeah. right, we have all these possible plans. Let's see what falls into place, and we'll activate the appropriate plan. And, and the other thing, the Romulans have been so ineffectual up until now. Mm. Like maybe that's what they were doing all along. Maybe Setting they were like, <laughs> so many dominoes. We're gonna threaten you and then leave. <laughs> we're gonna threaten you and then leave. like and then you know they lull everyone into false sense of security well plus it could have been like fact finding a little bit like yeah. alright who is on the SS well, Enterprise and think about it, last time we saw them was the time they duped the Federation got their deep cover ambassador spy back true oh yeah they've been building up this whole time that was kicking shit off yeah, you're and, right and like this definitely feels like one of the first times that we've had Romulans and they're and they are actually like you can sort of see their their gears in motion. their backness. Yeah, yeah. how no, back so, they I mean, are. For all we know, maybe some of the intelligence that the fake ambassador, the and fake Jadan. ambassador, Jadan's been giving info to mm-hmm. in his syringe thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like this could all have been stuff that that could have been leading to build to this yeah. operation with Jordy, maybe. Yeah. Uh, like Jordan could have. He was a he was an engineer. No, he was a biologist. Never mind. Still, he was, but he, he was stealing stuff from the engineering files. Yeah, but I wonder if like maybe he got the specs to Jordy's visor so they could yeah. have built the machine. Yeah, well, especially if he was it. working in engineering, then he was close to Jordy. Yeah, stole his logs. Knew he was going to this conference. Yeah, um, knew how bad he was with the ladies. How knew lonely he, he is. Want to go to the bone zone. <laughs> and this definitely feels to me like. This feels like a really interesting attempt by the Star Trek team. Like, everyone says, oh, you know, DS9 was the first serialized Trek. But I do feel like this is an early attempt at... 
continuity. doing a serialized story. Because if you know, you can follow. I feel like the whole Romulan and Klingon plots that we've had up to this point—they've been kind of seeding them for a yeah. yeah. I, really can't, I really can't wait to see what the Romulans like, do because in the remember, future. Like, I forget most of what they do. Go, in the this future. goes all the way back to Sins of the Father yeah. with Duras. Duras being. Oh, uh, yeah, his, his father being the actual Romulan collaborator. Right, right. And we know that he was trying to get on the High Council, so that goes back to that episode. Right, right. And then we have this one where we have the High Council now. We have some. We have this shadowy figure on the Romulan ship that yep. uh, the woman that was in the background kind of, kind of like, you know, kind of maybe puppet mastering this stuff. I thought it was very interesting that they didn't show... It was just like sort of. In, it reminded me of the cigarette smoking man from X Files a little bit. Or or Doctor Claw. Or Doctor Claw. Uh, it's so actually Doctor so Claw. So I think we'll see more about that. But I also think that uh, this is definitely these two sort of serialized storylines, the Romulans yeah. and the Klingons, are going to be converging in the near future. Hot. Yeah. What are they going to look like when they have kids? Uh, sort of slightly lumpy heads and pointy ears. Yeah, I don't know. Do we ever How's see a, uh, a Romulan Klingon? I think I we believe, uh, I believe Worf's wife, not wife, the mother of Worf's child. No, she I thought was, she, no, was she was human. Yeah, yeah, no, she was half oh, human. She was half human. Yeah. Kalar, she was hot. So we I'm definitely see a few, yeah. few human Klingon hybrids with her and Belana Torres and some others, possibly. But I don't know if we ever see a Romulan or a Vulcan with a Klingon because, I don't know. We apparently will in TAS. <laughs> in the in some shitty oh, we, trilogy. We will books. see in in TNG at some point. Oh, cool. oh fun! No way! Cool. <clears throat> Progress. Mm. So, who all liked the meal that Kel was having? Oh, I love oh. the octopus. It looked delicious, but then he dumped all that. What was that even? Seafood salad on top of it? Mm. <laughs> I was on board until that. Yeah. It was so much for one person. I'm surprised he didn't yeah. ask uh, ask um, Jory to come in and join him. Yeah, you know, really thoughtless of your murder weapon to not feed him. I know. Yeah. I found it kind of, I actually found the food kind of cartoonish. Like, it, it is a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's no mealworms and grubs, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's still in that realm of like Klingon food just looks like a horror show to humans and they definitely just ran with it this yeah. time. Plus he's an ambassador. I mean, he's going to a lot of dinners. He should be he shouldn't be eating that much on his own. Have you mm. seen him? Oh, he's getting true. a little chuggy. True. So also, really he's let not, himself go. He's not just an ambassador. He's a conspirator. Right. So that's double. When you Yeah, when you're a double agent, you're yeah. eating for two. He's <laughs> eating his guilty feelings. <laughs> Getting for two sides. Yep. The interesting thing is, it is kind of a shame that Picard immediately handed him over to the Klingons. No way, it was great. Well, it was great in that he's probably going to get... But here's the thing, the Klingons are probably just going to torture him to death. Yeah, They're not going to get any information out of him, I would doubt. That is true, yes. The Klingons are yeah. bad at doing the information. Like, I would think As that, I would think that a, a Federation interrogation would be better at maybe unmasking co-conspirators than yeah, the Klingon method, which is probably a lot of pain sticks. And shouting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I gotta imagine that, like, Klingon intelligence consists of, like, one guy so desperately trying to convince the rest of the Empire they need to occasionally try this spy shit. And they're like, fuck off! He's like, I wanna be a dentist! And they're like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> you know You know what else is... Mo- what, what was the date that this aired? This aired on May 27th, 1991. How 
When did uh, Star Trek VI go out in theaters? In theaters after this, because we haven't seen Spock yet. Well, we don't see Spock until next re- season? until reunification. Yeah. When's that? Is that next, next season? I think that's the middle of next season, sometime maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it was in the season break. Like it, it's very close to. It this. would have been in the summer, December uh, December sixth, nineteen ninety one. Okay, oh. so it's six it's six months later. Um, they they synced it up with with a with a Spock on TV. That would make sense because I'm pretty sure re- reunification sits in the middle. But anyway, point is that was another thing that this kind of reminded me of. The whole investigation scene reminded me a little bit of the hunt for the conspirators. Yeah. On the Enterprise A in uh, in Undiscovered mm. Country. I can see that. Undiscovered Country's great. It is. It's it. Yeah, that's like a perfect last movie for that cast. I yeah, I think like yeah. everyone gets one more shot. Yeah, and it points to the future. Yep. Good times. And then we drag them up for another one. <laughs> some of them. Some of them die. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so. Nope. 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 What? Nope, I had thoughts and they failed. Oh! Oh! So, it is always fun, not that you got to do too much, but it is always fun to watch uh, Picard have to uh, deal with, with Klingon bullshit. Mm. Well, when he was yelling at them in Klingon? Yeah. yeah. Which makes me always wonder, like, do their do their translators work or what, but... Yeah, nice. <laughs> you swear well. No, it's always... It's probably realized with these Klingon episodes, whenever Klingon shit's going down, you're gonna get to watch Picard do some great... Dealing with the Klingons and you know just well, whips because out some he, he learned that you have to ball tap them to get them to respect you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a Vulcan yeah. hello. No way. <laughs> <laughs> got to ball it, tap, it which was, is hard because you yeah. got to get around two cocks. <laughs> but there's four balls, so yeah, have a better shot. No, I don't know. I hope we, I, it's I like a Newton's cradle. I actually kind of hope. That. <laughs> 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 yep, that's what I hope. I was not hoping the correct thing. I do hope that now. But what I was going to say was, I hope it's just one big super ball between the two dicks. <laughs> ah. That's even weirder. And of course, the it's weirder are. than a Newton's cradle. The super ball sack is ridged. Okay, yeah. for no, literally no one's well, pleasure. And the cocks are ridged. Who has more notes on the minds? <laughs> uh, uh, is this the first time we see the phaser rifle? Yes. Oh, and it looks like a fucking plastic toy. It looks like it was kind of banged out in ten seconds. Yeah, so it sounds like take the take the take the regular type two phaser and make it look like a rifle. It's like the script probably just called for it to be a type two, but they're like, no no, no we need something more visually striking. I like a little pop up uh Oh like yeah, it was in there like was it a, my phaser or something? It's a yeah. fucking phaser. You could just go yeah. you really need this precision <laughs> instrument. Yeah, seriously. Well, if you were doing an what assassination... What is this, Manchurian candidate? Yeah. Oh, wait. If you were doing an assassination, you might want that kind of well, accuracy. Yeah, but we know that from Star Trek VI that for assassinations, they use a, um, a bolt-action yes. laser rifle. That takes nine hours to assemble. <laughs> yeah. Scotty, just enough time to come and tackle you. No, like, shoot your ass. Like, when you have phasers that can literally vaporize a dude... Why do you need a fucking sniper rifle for it all? It's <laughs> a good question. Well, I think this points to sort of my, my biggest problem with the episode, which is, I, you know, I really like the thriller uh, vibe of it. But, you know, the, the kind of the tech talk and the technical uh, equipment around it kind of ruins it to an extent. Like, you know, Jordy just walks in. Uh, we know there's important ambassadors there. They are completely unguarded. Mm. Uh, <laughs> except for Worf, chief of security. But he's on a ladder for some reason. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, that was a shifty ladder. <laughs> it was. He yeah. could have done that ladder fall again. That's I, right. Yeah. I, yeah. I do not trust this ladder. <laughs> he do, he just doesn't learn, and he doesn't even like he doesn't even get to do anything cool again. You know, he comes mm. up, he's going to stop him, and uh, he can't do it. He's on the wrong side. God yeah. damn it! And he just got car um, gets to be the hero. Yeah. Apparently, and, there was a fight scene between Patrick Stewart's double and Lavar Burton's double. Their stuntsmen that got cut. Oh. <laughs> That's probably for the best. Was LeVar yeah. Burton's double the uh, fake Jordy, by the way? Oh, I didn't, I didn't check. Yeah, because I oh, didn't I think, so. I actually also did not think that that was actually LeVar Burton. Yeah, no, I, like it was cl- yeah. clearly, plainly, like just some guy. If they already have mm-hmm. a guy on set that's the roughly the right proportions. Yeah, yeah. And would... you have a, a, a visor for him and yeah. stuff. Well, and I kind of feel like it's, it's realistic enough. You know, the writer's mm-hmm. like, look, it's not spot on, but no one at this thing is going to know him perfectly. Yeah. They're gonna focus on the visor. Yeah, and and it really, I mean, if I were Jordy, I think I would be traumatized that like I went to a place. Presumably, I, I knew at least some of these guys, mm. and they didn't recognize me from from that. Like it would be like if when you pick me up, like Jonah Ray or somebody was there claiming mm. to be me, and uh, I like. You think that's what I look like? <laughs> I mean, before you said it, no, but now <laughs> it's a damn good thing nobody on Ryza would recognize Jordy, right? Like, what yeah, if what right. if at this conference there was just some other person there? Leia Brahms. Yeah, what if Brahms yeah. was there? Yeah, awkward. And she would have known that something was wrong as soon as he like didn't... wasn't creepy. Yeah, yeah. That was actually part of the... No, remember, she thinks that his creepiness is hysterical. Mm. Yeah. That's part of the debriefing. If you see an attractive <laughs> woman, be all weird about it. But there's going to be a lot of women there. Exactly. You gotta feel bad though, man. The one guy who probably really could have used a trip to Ryza and he didn't get it in the end. But the thing is, mm-hmm. they, I think they gave him a better trip in his memory with the True. total recall yeah. because, like, he he got laid. On so, that. question: Super Is lucky. that just the trip that the double had I that hope they took so. the memories out and put them in? I really hope that, so. That would be like the. And why? Ones, yeah. And here's here's my link between the two episodes uh, this week: is why is Troy so interested in other people's sex lives? <laughs> what the fuck? She's a horn dog. She's, like, she's like, like her mom, man. So uh. Last week, last week she did the same thing, but yeah, she's like really into like learning about. Tell me more, Jordy. Tell me what you what you did on Rise Up. Maybe like, oh, I she had was having this really horny period. Wasn't there like a? Wasn't they saying? That that's their menopause. Yeah, that's when they're like Luoxana's age. Well, but didn't she also say that sometimes she would have those... I don't know. Occurrences. The, uh, yeah. I feel like there was mention of those occurrences during that episode was with that Luoxana. Hunt? Maybe. Oh, that was the title. So... Anyway, anything else on this one, or should we move on to? Uh, I'm waiting to move um, on. Just to just to talk about Troy for a second. Do we I, have to? I, <laughs> um, I sense I feel, that we do. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, you know, Troy Mar- Marina Sirtis arguably has the the has been served worst by the writing of oh. anybody. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Okay. But. I do think, and if you have any of you heard a uh, interview with her, she's really she has she's funny and she's oh, got yeah. a lot of attitude. Yeah, I've, 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 I've seen a bunch and, of her clips, and she's yeah. she's, she's delightful. Delightful. She seems yeah. great. It really makes you really yeah wish they'd given her a better. I mean, I feel I, I feel probably equally bad for her and uh, and probably um, Lavar Crusher Crusher. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they definitely give her the, they give the women the short shrift. I was gonna say yeah. because how do you even write a woman? Apparently. Right, exactly. They don't, the they writers don't know hadn't how. figured that out. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I mean, so the female writers. So many of their plots really do just revolve around, like, I have a relationship now. Yeah. Like, yeah. we said it with Crusher specifically, but, you know, Troy, most of her stories are around, like, who's she gonna maybe get with this time? There All was Troy's the... plots are, I'm so emotional. <laughs> there was the betrothed. 
Yep. And then there was Wyatt the, the, yep. the Wyatt Derp. Yes. That then there was the mediator. And there was the other <laughs> uh, Beta Z that was a douche nozzle. Yep. Yep. Uh, there was the space baby. Well, that, I mean, that's, so that's not a relationship, but that's yeah. still something that is like motherhood, which is again very like, well, oh, but women she was, and motherhood. But she was essentially like almost kind of a rape victim and then had to yeah. like raise this kid. But like, they, it's... they weren't treating it like that. They were just treating it like, let's have Troy be a mommy without actually thinking about the horror of the actual. And yeah. she did love it. Oh, so much. Anyway, she never until understood it the died until and turned back into light. And light. I, what were you going to say, say about Troy, um, The last scene of this oh, yeah. is really that's, I think good yeah, for Troy. That's true. Yeah, and, a competent person. Yeah. yeah. And if you if you think about it, like what would you want a, a ship's counselor for? Counter brainwashing, definitely. Yeah. But yeah. and it's really you know it's very. Like, what I love about that ending, and it's a very unsettling ending for Star Trek. You know, you can't quite... Those are my again, Exactly. It it's, was really good, though. And way. even, you know, Troy is being supportive and, and friendly, but even when she... The last thing she says, you you, you were on the... You saw the Romulan ship, and the first thing you did was... Is kind of the same cadence as you hear from the brainwashers. Mm-hmm. So even as as he needs to go through this, you know it's it's going to be traumatizing. Yeah. And it's going to take forever. I wonder if they should also... I think they'd also be engineering him in terms of, you know, his visual equipment. Right. Um, yeah. And I don't know if there's anything left in there that they had to worry about. Mm. I mean, presumably the, the weird whatever it was Beverly detected in his... Visor? No, she oh, detected nor- something was up with uh, his brain. Cortex, even, the, so the visual in, yeah, cortex or whatever. Make sure that like. wasn't, like, broken forever. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that was more the conditioning to receive those Yeah, but, the, you know, inputs. you have to make sure there's no long-term... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you even ever get back to normal from that. You know, this is not a familiar technique for the Federation. This is new. I, mean, I, wonder, I wonder what would have happened if they had Pulaski and she just did the did the pen pals treatment on him. and uh... <laughs> He'd lose most yeah. of his memories. I feel like Pulaski's <laughs> treatment would have been similar to what McCoy's would have been if he dealt with a Just brain get a drink. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. Which is what, drink until you Here, forget about it? Here's alcohol. Everything's fine. Let's drink some poison. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Worf brings you tea. Yes. <laughs> I miss Pulaski. I know she's, you do. She's cool. She's a cool lady. Yeah, who wasn't a cool lady? Jenna DeSora. She just used data. That fucking bitch. All right. She's a thirsty. All man. right. I know Chris is very angry at things. Yes. This show, up until this point, has had three things that have remained consistent. One, everything having to do with Worf and his discommodation. Mm-hmm. Which is always good. Two, Picard. Really doesn't want to be anywhere near Loxana, and I don't blame him. And he hates children. And he hates children. <laughs> and he and he won't fuck uh, Beverly, even though he really wants to. Sure. Three. Data clearly had some sort of feelings for for Tasha, even if he didn't fully understand it. Yes. And then this episode shits all over that for the sake of this useless dimwit fuck noodle. Oh, it's his fuck first love. Not his first love. Fuck you. I don't usually say this, but guy, I didn't know you're wrong. And Riker, shove your head up your own ass, you beardy he, he, shit. He, he I don't think that. he can get you, his head up. You were at the trial proving his sentience where it is on the goddamn record that him and Tasha fucked. Don't you take yeah, that away yeah. from okay. him. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Hold on. Oh. Before you go off here, Chris let's, let's remember that, that Data's feelings towards Tasha were not reciprocated. She did not have the same feelings for him that he had for her. She liked him. Yeah. And they did fuck when she was drunk. Yeah. On space. Oh drunk. yeah, I'm not saying, but, they, but, they're but like, like, but like he 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 took it too far. Uh, just like you know, he's apt to do right. Cause yeah, but 
But they're trying to claim he's never... Well, this is his first relationship. This is like, you know, this is like the difference between jerking it to the, you know, JCPenney catalog and having your first girlfriend. Yeah, I, I mean, I know there is a What's difference. in the JCPenney catalog? The, but the, the way the, the lingerie, lingerie section. section. But yeah. the way it's everything was, was well, written... JCPenney has the best. <laughs> the way everything was written and phrased and whatever was clearly designed not so much like, oh yeah, this is your first like proper relationship. Like, it was completely yeah. erasing that. It did sort of feel like, well, this is your first time interacting with a female in this way. Yeah, and again, like, at the very least, Riker was definitely like, you've never gotten laid before, which we know isn't true. Mm. Riker's just jealous because he's probably the only one on the ship that didn't get it in with Yar that day. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah, that that just pissed me off. It's like, God damn it, that, that was a nice little thing that I always liked, and now you're kind of pretending it never happened. And also the episode itself just sucks. I can verify this really pissed him off because we were ranting about it earlier oh, today. Oh, so cross. I'd also say... Peta has emotions like, whoa, yeah, well, yes. Yeah. What irritates me the most about this Except is when that it's how, like, it feels to, to me plot. like they took a script from a first season episode. Yeah. And that, for all we know, could have had it could have been a script from the first season episode that had Yar in it, maybe, um, which would have been great. It yeah. would have made more sense. But it feels like they took that script because the other thing that they did is they regressed Dana's character several steps. Yeah. In terms of his emotional development, because he's you know he like it's it's uncanny how in this episode he goes back to that total moron. Yeah, yeah. That's no. just the writer being inconsistent well, yeah. and not knowing his morning. art. It's yeah, well, yeah, there's even a dumb moment where, like, what? Guinan says something and he interprets it literally. Yeah. Like, look the other way or. Oh, yeah, don't look, don't, yeah. Don't, like, yeah, don't look at me. That is like an encounter at bar point. Yeah, yeah you're you know? right. We haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, that no, sort of really literal thing. Yeah. Wow. So they have to really, like, dumb data down in order for this plot to make any sense. Dumb data down. Yep. He was super cute in it, though. No, Did you he, see was how creepy. Cute he was. He was creepy. I like, like when he's trying to be suave and he no, like, literally turned it. into lore. Like, you know, like Brent Spiner just. <laughs> oh God, Brent true. Spiner just did lore. Lore is cute too. No, this was like I the didn't, facial expressions. The yeah, voice, the smile, the smarmy, lore, everything. Which I thought was like. Eh. I will say my, the moment. The moment that I thought was really wooby was when he's like reaching for like he puts his arms out for a hug, which that, was that also was, yeah. which was the thumbnail for this episode, which mm-hmm. I kind of liked on Netflix. <laughs> on Netflix, yeah. I um. No, this whole episode was hot garbage. Like, and I really wanted to like it because I felt like last week we got some good relationship stuff. Yeah. And it well. made me happy, sorta. And then this episode I was just like, first of all, it's like you should have known better because he's literally telling you like you have she, a girl or? Yeah, Jenna. Oh. Literally at the end, she's like, it turns out you just have no emotions. And it's like that was he the like first literally thing he said. said that at the beginning. Also, like I feel like, okay, here's the thing. I feel really bad for this woman, and I don't know if I feel like this makes her more realistic or less realistic, but the fact that some someone took some considerable time to, like, write a program specifically integrating her blah, 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 mm. that being the nicest thing anyone had ever said to her, I was like, mm. yeah, she, yeah. Really? Like, she what was up luck. with this guy? What was his name? Jeff. Derek. Something. It was a J name, I think. Jeffrey's Tubes. Uh, I, 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 I think didn't it write Jeff. it down. Jeff? He seemed unimportant, so I didn't. Jeff, the jerk. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I just um, 
I loved, though I will say that as much as the whole first love thing was annoying, I super, 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 super loved the montage of him like asking people for advice. <laughs> I like that too. And I, I actually really, really like both Jordy's and Picard's answers because Jordy basically mm-hmm. said, ask someone who, who gives better advice than I do because I'll just tell you to make a holodeck program out of her and then it'll be weird. <laughs> Literally, I was See, texting, I was, mes- I was messaging Chris. He's like, you should ask somebody who has more, uh, more experience with, and I was like, Someone who's ever had any actual experience with actual women? Not fake Those women, women like yours are? Those women, yeah? And then Picard's answer is, oh yeah, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd love to give you advice on all the knowledge about women that I have. I'll let you know when I have any. <laughs> But that was just, like, yeah, you've got just knowledge, bullshit. motherfucker. Yeah. Data's like, but I know that you were sticking into the the, <laughs> the judge who tried to have my person taken from me. Like Picard, even gets, Data picked up on that shit. Picard gets laid a lot, but he doesn't have relationships. Well, but yeah, also he's a lot of hate fuck. Okay. Yeah, he also just doesn't fucking talk. He's a gentleman. True. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. what, what you can say about Picard. I think, Riker, on the other hand. I think he spreads the dick around, but I don't think he's vocal about it. Yeah, Riker, on the other hand, is like, let me tell you about these flowers that worked really good. I'm going to tell you every every position that I can tell you, Dana. He There's was way too on. excited. Yeah, he, he had all the glee of like a 14-year-old telling like an 11-year-old how to how to get with girls. That <laughs> is was that creepy. That is the perfect metaphor. Well, you know why? This is his fucking fetish. Yeah, this sure. is what it is. He's sure. going to like drill a little hole in Data's like wall and just be like, yeah. it's, like <laughs> it's like when he told Picard to get the fucking Horgon. jump Haron. Oh yeah, Horgon. What, do I, what word am I using? <laughs> what did you say? I don't know. If you have the Horgon, it means you're down for DTF. Like the yeah, but I think the word was similar to what okay, you said. Maybe. It was like something. Yeah, your, the, hor- the Horgon. The Horgon means you want Jehudi Doody. Yeah, you know, you you strike the Horgon, it goes gong. And then a whore comes. Yeah, yeah. So, but I liked the mo- I liked the relationship advice montage. Yeah. A even lot. Troy, even Troy was useful. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Yes, there we go. Uh, displaying one publicly indicated that one was seeking Jamarahan. Oh, I was close. <laughs> no, Jamaharan. Either way, very close. To what you said. Something about hung. That's what I heard. So while uh, Data went around to all the all the <coughs> members of the crew that he was friends with, I'm pretty sure what's her face just went to Keiko to get advice. Yeah, dude, they're best friends. <laughs> I bet. And Keiko did not give good advice because Keiko yeah, Keiko's sucks. advice was let's cut off Miles's feet so he stopped leaving his socks everywhere. <laughs> She's going to kill him. Give him a gift and then act like a total nut about it. <laughs> like, tell him to continue whatever he was doing, and when he does, get angry with him. And make him pay attention to you. That's exactly what she does to Miles. Kiko would never give Miles a gift. That's true. Give him an awful, ugly statue as a gift, and then make him guilt him into putting it centrally in his quarters. It's hilarious. Her weird Nazi statue. Serve him disgusting food. It just looked like two S's to me. So I was like, SS? What the fuck? <laughs> what is she into? Pass for Keiko. I'm going to defend Jenna DeSora a little bit, I think. Please do. Uh, we, we have... <laughs> she was wearing the old uniform, the, the, the early season three uniform. That's yes. right. Yeah. With, the, with the seam. She's not... See, that's how, that's how out, of, out of fashion she is. Like, mm-hmm. see, I think, I think we are meant to... You think Jeff wouldn't let her go replicate a new uniform? Was he uh, some kind of really weird, abusive <laughs> control freak? Maybe. Oh, God, I hope not. Me too. Go on, Carl. Sorry. So we have... I, 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 don't, I, don't, I think Data's regression is more a function of... I don't... I don't see this as Data's first love. I see it as his first conventional relationship. His first girlfriend. Uh, his first girlfriend. His and first side piece. Yeah. 
And I think I think maybe That's not what it's... that means. <laughs> His first prime piece. I'm pretty sure a side piece is like when you're getting it on the side from your oh, relationship. That like... was something that you held at your side. No, I'm pretty sure a side tail <laughs> That's is like arm when you're. Candy. Yeah, that is arm candy. <laughs> good for you. That was good. I, I think I think this episode <laughs> is most interesting. Candy. That's finger Sorry, Carl. That's for your finger. Sorry, Carl. Um, I think I think this episode is most interesting as as kind of a a half rom com, but of like a like a rebound relationship or like sort of a failed attempt to make a robot boyfriend. Mm. Uh. And what, when Data is making those mistakes and the, the season one level jokes, I think his maturity level with relationships is at a season one level, mm. even as the rest of his personality uh, isn't. Yeah, even, even and, Troy says like this isn't like mm-hmm. just having any other friend. A, a, a relationship is an entirely different creature. Definitely. Well, and I think you're yeah. right too because there were a lot of times where the gag you could almost hear like the laugh track running. Yeah, you could yeah. Hear like the joke coming. You a don't want to continue. Our our, you know, our what did he lovers quarrel? You could just hear ah, yeah. like the cat's out of the bag. Exactly. Spot? <laughs> exactly. And this, you know, you, keeping Jenna's perspective in mind as well. You know, think of what it must be like to live in the 24th century, where theoretically you can date an alien anytime you want. Yeah. What is if, uh, if it's consensual? If it's consensual, what is another? I mean, Klingons, Romulans, sure, but like, let's say you want to de- de- date like a sentient storm or a sentient neural Ooh. net. Like is what is consciousness there? Yeah, exactly. And so she has got to be open-minded. She has got to be like, oh, did, you know, Data made a program for me. That's the nice. Well, what would a what would a robot do if he was in love with someone? He'd write a program. It's awesome. It's like the mixtape of the twenty fourth yeah. century. Yeah, yeah. I and, think. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I think part of the issue sort of becomes the fact that again, the show doesn't know how to write women. Yep. So instead of getting to analyze, like you were saying, like really feel it from her perspective, it's mostly just Data says, all right, let's be in a relationship. And then she immediately turns into a sitcom wife. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, with these sad, dull tropes like... Well, I didn't mean what I said. Again, you can hear the laugh track. Oh, yeah, this time was... I meant it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, like, if she, if they knew how to write women, you're right. They totally could have written this episode in that way. But and I think I think the writers were sorry to no uh, no. But I think that the writers were fully conscious that that's what they were doing, considering they in, they inserted in there a sitcom scene complete with "Honey, I'm home." No, yeah. I know they like, knew they, they were, were totally conscious. Oh, they that knew that they were doing, doing it. Doing. But it was a terrible idea. Oh, the yeah. internet, the internet justifies all the times that Data uses contractions like the honey, I'm home, as part of the right. program he wrote. Right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Which I guess he could do that. I think that's I don't know why he doesn't right. do it any other time, and, Data. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I think, you know, this, this is not, this is definitely not the most progressive show or episode. And, but I, I think that whether you're, you can get stuff from it or not depends part on why. Like the thing I like about what they did was he, he sort of, you know, she is trying so hard this whole episode. Mm. And it's never going to work. We no. all know it's never going to work. Yeah, doomed to fail. And so he he's like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to go through all of all of Earth civilization. I'm going to construct a program about the ideal lover. That's going to look sexist because it's it's always uh, so sexist. Yeah. 
and he dumps it, you know, he pushes it, he does these jokes, and she's completely uncomfortable with it, and she realizes, oh my god, I, I, this is, I'm forcing this, this isn't work. Yeah. And she goes to him afterward, and she tells him, like, this is, and I think this is sort of a, a reasonable thing to do if you are in the heartbreak space. Like, you know, I thought I was doing this, but actually I was doing my same pattern over and over again, and yeah. I, I can't anymore. And then they leave, and, and Data, you know, one thing I, I, I appreciate, I think Patrick Stewart was a good choice for director of this, in part because he's a, he's an actor, and, you know, Data, as hacky as some of the stuff in this episode was, it could have been a lot worse. Mm. True. Mm. If there had not been a Shakespearean actor there to pull Brent back mm. and like, you know, don't go big until you have to, until you go the biggest. Yeah. And yeah, we're not doing like, stand-up comedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't listen to Joe Piscopo. <laughs> Ever. Never. Never That's good advice for everyone. Especially like not for relationships. <laughs> I would say the... I, I definitely agree with a lot of that. And I would think that, you know, at the end, when we get the sense from Jenna that it's that like, oh, this was like a rebound and, you know, the whole thing. Oh, you know, I was I, I went for an inemotional in man and then I went with a man that could not do emotion. Like, yeah, I, I get that. It's it's kind of sad. Yeah. But at the same time, I cannot completely dismiss the missteps with Data's character in this episode, especially yeah. considering we already had Offspring, where Data has a lot, a lot higher emotional attachment, attachment, a lot more even to uh, lol? emotional acuity and like sensibility for for interacting with people that he's close. You know, yeah, but we've seen to. other episodes where women are into him, and he's just kind of like, I've already forgotten you. Oh, yeah, Sorry, the chick from Ensigns of Command. Ugh. Well, there's definitely, I mean, there's a difference between, like, like the instance of the commander was, like... She felt she like, fucking robots. She wanted the robot. Oh, yeah! She wanted to do the robot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Domo arigato, Mr. Robot. Yeah. But, uh, but, like, yeah, but, like, that was the thing. Like, there was no reciprocal feelings from yeah. Data in that case, whereas this one, there ostensibly were. Although, you know, interesting, I think, to uh, bring it um, Ooh, let me try that again. Hello! <laughs> I, I kind of thought at the end I was reminded of the most toys. Yep. Where, like, I feel like, you know, for... Oh, hello. Hello, Spot. <laughs> where, Aww, um, Data Heart Spot. Aw, you Spot. Where, like, I, I remember saying in our episode about that, that, like, you know, the guy was almost more upset that Data couldn't gloat over having beaten him. And I think a similar thing there was, like, Jenna, you know, she was breaking off but still kind of felt sad about it. And it's worse for her because for Data it is kind of... He can just erase the program. It's and so it's matter of fact. And then he tells her as much. That's what yeah. pissed me off the most in this fucking episode about Data. But go on. Mm-hmm. It's like, that just makes it worse for her. Knowing that, yeah, genuinely, he's like, oh, okay. Like, very much just, yeah, oh, all right. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's a shitty... I mean, in a way, that's a, a, a reason to be envious of Data, right? Like, like she's going to have to deal with not just this relationship ending, but also, you know, her previous relationship, which... No, that's what I mean. It's for her, it's a shame. Every future failed yeah. relationship. Like, I, don't think that, I don't think that she was mad at Data for no, saying no, that. No, I think I she was like, oh, you but lucky if, bastard. Yeah, no, like, I'm not saying her reaction is the same as him, but I think it's a similar kind of thing where it's like his inability to sort of be affected by it makes the situation worse. For yeah, for for other I can't remember his name. But for kidnappers made him angry or for her it just makes the whole process sadder. Yeah. Definitely. But here's the thing though, like 
I understand that everyone sort of told him all this advice about what to do and stuff, but like, it seems to me that he had more genuine caring about her prior to this whole bullshit. Mm. Like, he admits... Once, once there was the label of girlfriend, it, it was different? Yeah, it got fucked up because like... You know, the whole scene where you have remind, you know, told me to remind you when, you know, mm-hmm. to remind you why you're no longer seeing Jeff. And like, and like the fact that he was like, no, like your playing was good, even though he was being matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe that's the, maybe that's the difference. Maybe yeah. because those to, were just to, facts. He goes to her quarters and cleans up her fucking underwear yeah. that's all over the fucking some, room. Some, sometimes it's just better in the friend zone, you know? Yeah, they should have just been fuck buddies. Mm-hmm. You gotta come in, they'd screw, he'd clean her place a bit. Well, I was just sort of waiting for the time where, like, I was waiting for her to be like, you don't need to do this. Like, I liked you for who you were before. Mm. Because that, to me, was the yeah, whole thing is, like, that would have been he's trying to run all these stupid programs and all this shit. And it's like, bro, she already liked you. Yeah. You don't have to do all That's, this shit. That yeah. was strangely missing from this episode. That sense of, like, no, Data, I liked you for you. And you haven't been you. Really. Well, see, the reason they couldn't write that in was because this had to be a one and done. Yes. If she was like, no, no, I just like you for you, then in theory he would just try to be him and she could have continued on as a character in his life, but that's not, you know, right now. No, then she, then she should have been the one that gets gets eaten by the floor. Right. <laughs> Which was a fucking horror show. Oh, yeah. Which probably would have been less yeah, painful than everything bring else up this episode. The, the, uh, <laughs> the B-plot of the nebula that... Rearranges furniture? That rearranges furniture. I made, I, made okay. a, I made a note that I think is hilarious. You when, first thing. When Picard goes into his office and his shit's on the floor, I'm like, oh, Livingston's always jumping up on the table. <laughs> <laughs> what annoyed Thanks. me was most of the things, right? It's like, yeah, it's, shit falls off the table because the table probably disappeared for a second. You know, the thing fell over because it's whatever. There's no way, based on how they tell us that anomaly works, mm-hmm. that all the chairs in the conference room should have wound up stacked in the middle like that. I was thinking that it was that a hole developed in the window and oh, it was and, sucking and, them and, 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 well, but they all would have been at the window. What? They would all have been at the window, not I mean, no, they, they were the at window. the window and then they fell down. Oh, you that know? Makes, that's a good and like, it ended up. Did anything in get sucked into space? Maybe. Okay, but know. here's my question: Why did he call in Worf? Because initially, I was worried that he was just going to like bat at him with newspaper, like <laughs> bad Worf. <laughs> I think, Look what you did. I think no, no, because I think at first, before they knew about the nebula, they thought it was a, a, a They thought there yeah. might be some prankster going about the ship, knocking things on the floor. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did notice, I don't know if you saw, um, the first time when Spot escaped, they thought, who could this have been? And Data goes, other than me and Lieutenant Geordi LaForge, who else has been in this quarters? And they say, no one. If Geordi LaForge was still under brainwashing, they would have missed him again! They never learned. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was convinced that he that the, 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 the Jenna had gone into me his quarters too. and was like oh, naked in his bed. But yeah, Data doesn't have a bed because Data doesn't sleep. Right. Mm. I wasn't, that wasn't what I, I had not expected the naked in the bed, but I definitely thought it was her. And I was thinking like that she would have left something like that ugly left statue, the cat out. you know, would have left the ugly statue on his table, something. I don't know. That bitch. She, sn- <laughs> she snuck in and added unnecessary pillows to everything, you know, like women do. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I really think this is a B plot that just, just irritates me. And just pulls from the A plot, like. And the two and plots weren't even connected no, in any way. No, no, and it. Yeah. Not that they, they have to be, know. but they're guys. Be they were interconnected. They both took place in the same ship. Right? Yeah. It's fine, and also Data like, was it happened to Data once. Jenna melting yeah. into the floor would have been a much more fitting end to their relationship. Yes. <laughs> so uh, wasn't there another episode where Picard like piloted them out of 
a danger zone by yeah, eating them that in the was, uh, some, No, not Samaritan's there. Uh, booby trap. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I wasn't oh, just yeah. imagining that. So but he, wasn't in the, he wasn't in a shuttle. He was just at the helm. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, but he did have to... He did take the con as yeah. it were. Yeah, I read a lot of... Um, well, and stupid... Didn't stupid... Dumb Picard? Dumb Picard well, do the thing with no, the... No, he tried to He tried to leave because he thought... Thinking, yeah, the yeah, entity would follow him. If he left, he thought it would save the Enterprise. Oh, yeah, so close. Yeah. So it was Picard doing shuttle shuttley things. Yeah. But, okay. yeah, I saw a bunch of reviewers specifically nitpicking that. Why the fuck is it Picard that's doing this? Well, because Why in, isn't in his, it Riker's explanation job? of it's my ship, it's my responsibility, that doesn't make any no. sense. No. You would put the best pilot who we've... I think we've established at this point that, like, Riker's an amazing pilot. Top Even of though class. we've... Never seen it because Picard no, keeps taking the reins. We've been told that he's a great pilot, and yeah, I mean, Picard keeps stealing. Why would you want? I feel like you would want, even if it's not Riker, you would want the best pilot. You probably want Data. I was like, is the best pilot Data? Like, like just <laughs> especially when it's like you having to make you know extremely precise course corrections around these. And then bubbles. he could bring his girlfriend with them, and they could argue in the thing until they break up. Or he could... <laughs> and then she, she could, gets sucked yeah. into the floor of the shuttlecraft. Oh, yes! Calling about something we, we were talking about a or couple weeks ago. Or she could head. I noticed that they now established that the pontoons <laughs> on the shuttle pod are impulse. impulse nacelles. Yeah, I heard that. It's like, oh, please, maybe they won't bring it up. They did. Yeah. You did, you bastard. Well, no, no, I, no. It's just it's good clarification for, it what, is. for what we were... Because we were, we're trying to figure out what they were. It is. I still think they should just have warp. I think what we have here is a bit of uh, a bit of senioritis in this season. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it, it seems to me once you hit about episode twenty in a given season of Star Trek, they start getting bored and then they <laughs> stop trying. Like, all right, we're gonna have a thing where you know parts Except of the ship of vanish out. It's, well, that, that that, sometimes they, they that's true. The, they the hold final episode. Yeah, but there are like two or three sort of sort of off bottom ones. of the bo- bottom yeah, of the barrel just episodes. Beforehand. Okay, we well, got a couple wonder, left to do. Yeah, I wonder if it's not just that you know this is the point in the season where they're like going back to the to the shelf for scripts. Yeah, like, like okay, Definitely. all right, you know it's hard enough to write fifteen or twenty good episodes of us for a series of television. So you know, well, we have all these old ones that were not too bad, yeah. you know, or whatever, you know, just ba- basically like well, like, they're still. Know. Dipping into the phase too well on occasion. Didn't yeah, we have one of those a few weeks well, ago? Here, here's a question. Do we think that uh, what's happening is is that some sports season starts around the end of that? So <laughs> wow. they're like, let's just lump all the shit at the end because nobody's going to watch it anyway. <laughs> well, and then was... we can just blame the bad ratings on the sports ball that's happening. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, this is May-ish. Time frame, it's you not said? major happening. Yeah, this, is I mean, June, this one is like, June 3rd. That's like the near the start of the baseball Spring season. Spring training. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nothing major. It's Question not like it's mark. not like a playoff period. It's not. Well, yeah. Let's be huge. real. Star Trek fans aren't watching sports ball. Yeah. Yeah. Really, if anything, I mean, but, Star Trek. I mean, when I was a kid, generally started around this time, and this is you know building up to World Series season. So sure. And I, I, I definitely, as a kid, Star Trek got canceled for football all the time. It, just, mm. it really pissed mm-hmm. me off. Yeah. The uh, Simpsons too, because whenever, mm-hmm. whenever Breakers. like. Because no football game takes only three hours. No. The, <laughs> yeah, fir- the, first, right. the first three quarters take 20 minutes, fucking. and the last quarter takes three fucking hours. Yeah, no, that pissed me <laughs> off so much as a kid when I, you know, still... Yeah. They Actually, never allotted enough time. I was at my parents recently. They finally moved Bob Burgers to a later time slot, so it's getting canceled for football less. Yeah. Oh, nice. Futurama used to get it a lot. Yeah, because it was again, it was in the uh, earlier. Same spot, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No. Fucking. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's a double-edged sword in terms of like programming. Is well, you schedule something after football? Like, football is a great lead-in 
because it gets a lot of people viewers. Are, people are already watching the TV. Yeah, but at the same time, you run that risk of, of being preempted. Yeah, I just, after a while, you know, it was like, fucking just start the TV seasons after the fucking Super Bowl. But, then. Well, I remember, but I remember Family Guy, I think, premiered immediately after the it Super did, Bowl. Actually, yeah. Wow. It was. Who do you got to fuck to get that space? That's uh, great. That was like, yeah, but it was a big. I remember Seth being kind McFarland. of. A, I remember being kind of a big deal because you know Seth MacFarlane was Rhode Island, so it kind of had a local connection. So they were yeah. talking about it a lot on the on the local news, and I, yeah. I think also if the Patriots, they might have even been in the Super Bowl that year. Oh, I have no idea. It might have been. When do you does anybody know when that show premiered? Uh, that was ninety nine. I don't think it, shit, no, really? they weren't. Yeah. They were in yeah. in ninety. Actually, no, I think. No, nah, they were in it once in the nineties when they lost to Green Bay. Then they weren't in again for a while when they beat somebody. Yeah, yeah. two thousand. One two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. I, I came here in nineteen ninety eight, and but when I was here, the the sports fans were still sad and depressed. You know, mm. the revival had not happened. Yeah, no, the Patriots were still bad. The Red Sox hadn't won a thing. The Bruins and the Celtics hadn't been good since the eighties. But I do remember watching the Super Bowl and then staying tuned and yeah. watching the Family Guy. Yeah, and I, I was not impressed because I was expecting it to. It was it was marketed as like it's The Simpsons, and I was like, yeah, this isn't that great. Which but. is like the complete opposite <laughs> of Bob's Burgers, which was marketed like this is a big piece of shit, and then it was like the greatest <laughs> show ever. Yeah, the original commercials for that made it look so bad. So yes, uh, any anything 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 else on these? Any thoughts, Carl? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. There were oh, there were a lot of uh, there were some double entendres in uh, this episode, of course. Well, mm-hmm. uh, they gorgeous. Yeah, so, yeah. Lieutenant Lieutenant Tesoro gave me a very passionate kiss in the torpedo bay. <laughs> That's what she said. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I didn't um, either. Good job. Just a few. Nice, nice work, catch. Carl. Go 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 find the rest of them and email them to uh, a start a steerer by. Yeah. I don't think we ever check the email. We have an email. <laughs> we do. We technically I know, have. I never bring it up. Yeah, it really best to best to just comment on Facebook. Yeah, we're one, we're one of those podcasts that basically only use Facebook. There's another <laughs> podcast I listen to that you know uses nothing but Twitter, and it makes me crazy because it means they never update their fucking Facebook. I Twitter uh, forgetting Twitter, to update Twitter, the Twitter. 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 So should, okay, whatever. It's no one uses Twitter except the fuck the fucking. Mutants. Yeah, mm. I use Twitter. Mutant. <laughs> <laughs> I every time I post to Twitter, I'm I'm like afraid. I'm like, okay, go go go, post. Now log out, log out, log out. It just, I, I just feel like I'm being punished every time I look at Twitter. <laughs> quick, quick, before the alt right finds me and calls <laughs> yeah. me a cop. <laughs> Twitter is like the comment section of the internet. It's yeah. awful. Mm. Yeah. So. Carl, before we sign out, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, my theater group is called Unreliable Narrator. Uh, check it out at unreliable-narrator.com and enjoy the new Unreliable Narrator podcast. And if you want to hear uh, Caitlin's performance, check out episodes one and two uh, from September 2018. That's right. I got a two. Uh, she's really good. Aw, thanks. Thank you. And the, and the website and, for the podcast again was? Uh, unreliable-narrator.com. Fuck, they have a real website. And we should get a <laughs> website. I mean, I think we, our website just goes to Tumblr. I'm uh, I'm also a uh, company member of the new Theater on Fire. And we're oh, doing Lord. a thing. Good for you. Thank you. And you can now fund them on Patreon, which I have done. Yes, Caitlin has, has stepped up and become a patron. Will you? Check it out on theateronfire.org. Or patron patreon.com backslash theater on fire theater spelled with an R E. 
Oh, actually, also, since, since we're doing this, I should probably mention that I'm on another podcast now. Have been for a while. Keep oh. forgetting to mention How it. How many episodes are you guys in? By the time this goes up, I'm not sure. Like six? Still just the one. <laughs> <laughs> but it is called the Resplendent Prana Cast. That's C-A-S-T-E. It is an actual play, I am told, is the type of podcast. It's a, people playing a, like a tabletop RPG using the exalted gaming system. What do you play, Chris? What do you mean? What character? What kind of a character do you play? Oh, I am Vivian. I am a physician. Hot. Ooh. I named myself after your character from The Young Ones. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even catch that, but yes, you did. Yep. Everyone is so busy. Is Vivian yeah. very metal? Goodness, no. My Vivian is, is very not metal. You two got anything to plug since we're plugging? I'll plug this show. <laughs> Good. I'll but, plug but, the So it turns out if you do, if you go to sshbpodcast.com, it goes to our Tumblr. So we do have an actual website. Oh, we have a true? website? I just tried it. Well, what, did you buy the domain? I must have at some point. <laughs> <laughs> we should do something. I have a habit of just doing that. Look at that. We, we, wow, yes, if you go to sshbpodcast.com, you'll be redirected to our Tumblr. Thank yeah. you, Jake. You have essays up on there, don't you? We do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we make a lot of blog posts. Or some. We make occasional blog posts. Yeah, I, I was going to do more. but I was going to do more, too. I should do some more. Yeah. Well, you had some good ideas at one point. Yeah, I was going to go through one of those all the Orville episodes and, draw, and say which... Oh, Star Trek TNG, episode, yeah. they were a direct ripoff of. <laughs> they rip off other series, too. They do. They do. There's <laughs> Firefly in there. So, yes, look forward to maybe that. <laughs> we'll just watch Orville. Orville, actually, I think we should we should cover it's one day. Not it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just something. very derivative. And, you know, I'm not going to hate on it more than I've uh, already done. I still like the hateful robot, so. Um, I still just straight up haven't seen it. You know, it, uh, read read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's a great series. Stop after four, though. Five. You don't need to read five. Someone told me that. I didn't listen. I regretted it. Stop I don't think four. I ever regretted reading any of the some people, series. Some people tell you stop after three. I think four is sweet. It is. What date is this new one airing? I have no idea. I don't have that. Don't like have two or three weeks from now. Isn't Must it? be two weeks from now. All right. Well, I guess I'll plug. Go fucking vote. You yeah, go fucking vote. I'm going to plug that because you piece of shit didn't vote last time. And you know what happened. We were right, actually. Well, I was right. Yeah, it's so sad. Yeah. Um, vote, vote yes on question three. That one? Whatever. If you're in Massachusetts. If in you're Massachusetts. in a different state, that might your, be a different your question okay, three might up, be horrible. Yeah, actually look up what state you're this in. This is the euthanize all look women up what state you're in. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Carl. Yes, look up what state you're in and vote on your questions. And yeah. Anyway, Jake, we're getting weird yeah, and serious. Yeah, we should probably... <laughs> sounds like we're winding down, so I'm going to go ahead and do the wind down, as I like to call it this week. Is that what you call it? That's what I've always called it this week. <laughs> um, so, th- I think that's all we have to say today about these two shows. This was a fun time. It was. Thank you, Carl, for joining us. This has been great. Yeah, thank, thank you, Carl. Um, I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, come back sometime. So, we're next always week here. on always. Star Trek, the next generation <laughs> podcast... The star to steer her by that we do about the Next Generation podcast TV show. We're the podcast about the TV show. Wait, are we a podcast inside the podcast? It's we, are, we, are a, we are a nested are matrix we, of the podcast. Are we Hamlet? All right. This is some inception Yes, we right are here. a mirror up to nature. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, 
So next time on our show, we'll be covering two, ep- well, really, a it's two-parter. one two-parter episode okay. of Star Trek The Next Generation uh, with Redemption, which will bridge the gap between, uh, which will bridge the season three into season four. Four into five. Four into five, that's what I meant. Gap. Uh, well, we also have to do our top threes and bottom threes. We will. So oh, we'll my be doing, God. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be doing, getting a little. We'll we, got, a, we got a lot we'll of We'll be surprises. on top a little. We'll be bottoms a little. We're going to do it both. We're switching. We're, we we're going to switch it up. We're we got a lot versatile. of surprises for next week. Uh, it's going to be a special week. Yeah, you're going to love this. Uh, so, so That scares me a lot. Oh, so, Redemption. Really get ready for it. This, this Redemption might be our downfall. Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> Next week on A Star to Steer Her By. Until then, you can find us online at Star Trek. Dot com. Nope. <laughs> nope. No, no, no. You can find us online at sshbpodcast.com. That's right. How long we, have we had that? Probably since, Ju- probably since September 2016. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, You're the best. So... So you can find us there. That's actually going to link you to our Tumblr page, which uh, on which for now until we actually turn it into a website. Maybe I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Who, 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 you need a content that? editor. That's all I we fucking got the do. Whole thing. <laughs> uh, so we'll have uh, SSHB and SSHB. Nope. SSHB podcast is our handle on Twitter and Tumblr. Woo! You can find us on Facebook by searching for Star to Steer Her by podcast, which is us. You can find us on. Apple Podcast Tunes and Google uh, Android fl- thing. Flavin? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can always listen to us on that prestigious platform, soundclown.com. Search for us, start to steer her by in all of your podcast apps and faps. And uh, you can fap to us. I'm glad I'm not the only one who faps to these episodes. Uh, listen, I have a silky voice. Let us talk you. Let us. Let us. Let us speak to you gently into your sexy. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Chris has got the deal. Look at the waveform right now. I'm, I'm not like, sorry, Chris. I'm uh, our listeners hate us, uh, and right they should because we are horrible. <laughs> Uh, hey, we have a website. And if you and if you agree with me that we are horrible, go on iTunes, leave us that one star review. Five star review. Oh, I mean the yeah, five star. Yeah, leave a five review. star review, but then comment that you hate. Five us. star <laughs> review, one star wording. There we go. Uh, is acceptable, but yeah, keep it with the fives. We like fives here. Five is uh, actually a really terrible number if you think about it. It's not divisible by anything. It kind of sucks. Twelve is a better number. It should be a twelve star <laughs> system. Or better yet, a 16-star system, if we're honest. Why? Why 16? More divisors. You can go a bunch of, a bunch of ways to get up to 16. Plus, that's the rating that uh, Super Mario World is on, and everyone loves Actually, that. Actually, 12's better than 16. Let's go back to 12. We're but back to 16 12. is a perfect square. That's true, but 12 is 2, 3, 4, 6. Carl, <laughs> I, I commend you for managing to keep your face from saying... Is this still happening? <laughs> Sorry. You look perfectly calm. All right. Uh, Carl's so, a calm guy. All right. Well, we'll let Carl out of his misery. Uh, my name has been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. Uh, this is Carl. Thank you, Carl. Ooh. Peace and long life. I have to give you all a quick update. Because this is hilarious. There's a squirrel in my apartment, 
and it's in been your apartment. Aww. Yeah, and uh, this is its second day the in the like apartment. Him? I don't know, but the kitties are up to date on their rabies shots, thankfully. So I know that they're not going to get anything. And the squirrel probably apparently squirrels are not do not often carry rabies. It's not like it's impossible. What's going on in Hartford, man? Dude, this he snuck in. We're trying. Live in a shanty? Yeah. Okay. Actually, but it's I Hartford. I don't. But yes. I live in an apartment. <laughs> How do squirrels get in? Uh, so I think that one of the windows might have been open a little bit at the top. So I would think he just snuck in through the open window. So it didn't really sneak in. Basically, all we didn't do is leave a, a welcome mat. Mm. So here's the thing. This is the funny thing about this squirrel. And I'm sorry to take this off topic. But so this... I have these two nutcrackers. They're shaped as squirrels. And they are a little he blends right in. <laughs> well, yeah. They're like wrought iron. They were painted. It's not, like one of them is a little faded. One's a little nicer. So he came in, was on the table with these squirrels, knocked one of them over, and put a chestnut down in front of the other, which is weird. So well, now, like your friend. Yeah. Well, and he's I, wooing it's, one of it's them. It's like they're yeah. It's like he's in love. He's fucking so the other one. I just got a text message because we had to put a have a heart. Um, I have a heart trap up there with some peanut butter. I'm totally gonna catch a cat. <laughs> You're gonna um, get home. There's gonna be a cat in the thing. Uh, <laughs> Very angry cat. But uh, in our brilliance, we forgot that there were apples uh, on the counter, and so cat <laughs> <laughs> came Uh-oh. home to this scene. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that squirrel oh, gorged oh, itself. God. Yeah, bro, he's hungry. It's day two. He probably hasn't got anywhere near I that trap. <laughs> Well, that's what I said. I was like, why don't we just... No, no, because eventually it's just gonna stay. And you'll have you a can't have rodents in your living space. That's it's a, not it's a rodent, very... it's a squirrel. It's a rodent. It's, a, it's an outdoor not rodent, it's, which is even kind of worse. I mean. Yeah, but at least it's not a rat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, rats are, and squirrels are... Uh, like, no, they're, they're the same they're, thing. They're both not things, they're not things that you should... They're, it's very unhygienic to have you, you can give wild it a animals running around. ribbon and call it... Um, well, anyway, squirrel, we're going to probably squirrel. give it a little bit more time with this yeah, with this have a heart. Trap, see if you can get in the trap. Yeah, hide the apples. Can, well, that was, those were the apples. They, oh, I, no. Have you seen it? Do you know how big it is? Uh, I have not personally seen it. I wonder if it's big enough a cat could take it. I doubt it. One of Caitlin's cats? Uh, probably if they work together, but that'll never happen. They're they're <laughs> kind of both lazy. Yeah, that's true. Whitey would get him. So sorry, what was you can borrow be- Whitey for a week before the uh, before we got onto the this has been squirrel update. Family guy. Rodent. Oh, very much. Sports preemption.